Hey, what's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt coming to you live from the Sweet Bee Studios. I am your host, Quentin. We are super pumped to be here, super pumped to record. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If um, I don't know where you're listening to us at, but I just want to let you know everywhere where you can find us. If you've got an iPhone, you can search us on iTunes, and if you've got an Android phone, you can get us on Google Play. But if you don't like those systems that are built into your phone, we are now on Spotify. I know everyone is on Spotify. Spotify is the number one place I go to when I'm at work and I don't want to do any work. So I get on Spotify and I just search for like stuff. Like the other day I got on like an early 90s like rap, like I was jamming DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Summertime, like Montel Jordan, Skilo. I wish I was a little bit taller. You know what I'm talking about. Well, Spotify is a place where you can find our podcast now. Just go on there, search The Greatest Show on Dirt. And you will find all of our episodes on Spotify. And, of course, you can get us on Stitcher and Overcast for all your listening needs. Or you can go to greatestondirt slash listen if you want to listen to us on your work computer, but you're not allowed to, like, download stuff. So you can go to greatestondirt.com slash listen, and you can find all of our podcasts there. Uh, so it's a pretty good spot. But either way, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball today, I think. I've got like a ton of thoughts I'm going to talk about. I think I'm going to go down and, you know, venture into Major League Baseball marketing and how if MLB pretended they were WWE for a little bit. I know it sounds crazy, but I've, I've got thoughts on that, so I'm going to line up with that, you know. And those thoughts actually came from, I'm uh, so we're decorating the studio right now. So obviously a few weeks ago we got the... Um, the desk installed, this desk is uh, about seven feet long, about 18 inches deep. My buddy Fernie Mercado at Charred Urban Woodworks out of Charlotte, North Carolina, he hooked up the whole entire room. So I've got an end table with like, you know, uh, the ball that I got from uh, Wrigley Field a few weeks ago, my original catcher's mitt. And uh, that's like a little end table that sits, well, it's not an end table, it's a table that sits between two leather chairs that I have, kind of like some brown leather chairs. If you've ever watched that episode of New Girl where Nick Miller is like sitting in that dude's office and it's all like Teddy Roosevelt looking like it's manly and leathery and smells like boat fuel and oil, like this is a man's room and we've done our job to make this thing kind of like if this was an office that Teddy Roosevelt would have, like that's my ultimate goal. If Teddy Roosevelt would work in this office and it would fit his style, kind of like Nick Offerman, right? I want this to be the Nick Offerman room. I want to be Ron Swanson so bad when it comes to eating breakfast foods as well as like my office decor. But so what we've done is also I've got a couple shelves on the way. So two um, 12 inches deep by 42 inch shelves that are going to sit above my two leather chairs in the room. So if, if you walk in the room, I've got two leather chairs with a charred urban woodworks table right in the middle of them that my buddy Fernie built. Big Red, big Red Sox fan. Shout out, y'all got Nate Evaldi, the Yankee killer, possibly. Um, and then opposite that is where the big desk is. So above the two leather chairs is where we're looking to put these shelves at. And I was going through my head like, what am I going to put on all these shelves? Like, obviously, I got a lot of baseball memorabilia. I've got a ton of favorite baseball cards. I think right now my favorite baseball cards, and generally they're always my favorite baseball cards, Bo Jackson is my favorite athlete, I believe, that ever lived, and uh, he's my favorite athlete for sure. And I've got like his 86 Topps card I love, his 88 Donruss card I love, and I've got a couple of those in pretty good shape that I think I'm going to put on the shelf. And then like I've always got like the oddball cards that 
like I grew up with when I was a kid. Like I've got an upper deck Todd Van Poppel card. It's probably worth 10 cents, but I just love it because I had it when I was a kid and I thought Todd Van Poppel was the new Nolan Ryan. So like I have that card and I love it. And then of course, like I've got some Cubs cards scattered through there. I've got an original like 70 something tops Ernie Banks, which I like a lot. I've got a Mike Trout like PSA 10 that's a tops archives that looks like the um, 89 tops design that has the a team name like in script writing with the little like swirls at the end, so to say, like angels, and it's kind of like cursive writing. So I've got a real nice Mike Trout card I like of that as well. But aside from putting baseball cards on the shelf, I was like, well, what other memorabilia do I want to put on there? And somehow, along with me growing up, along with baseball, it was always WWF wrestling. So right now in the other room, as I've been planning this podcast, I'm watching WrestleMania six. That is the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan, the ultimate challenge world champ versus intercontinental champ. You know, ultimate warrior was the double champ way before Colin McGregor was the double champ. So what I've done, so this room's going to be 99% baseball with like a little bit of vintage WWF. I call it WWF because that's when I watched it. I haven't watched it since it's been WWE, but I've got some World Wrestling Federation like vintage stuff. So I've ordered brand new in box. I mean, not brand new. These are like action figures from like the early 90s or mid 90s. Um, an Ultimate Warrior, a Shawn Michaels, and a Razor Ramon, a new in package like WWF Jax action figures that I'm also going to put on my like on my shelf that's going to sit in the room. And like, I couldn't help it. Like, I know this is a baseball podcast, but I also love like vintage old school WWF. So, and I was like, well, what wrestlers would I want? And I immediately went to Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, and Razor Ramon because like I had to have them. On the way to work two days ago, I was uh, listening to the Razor Ramon theme song. I actually built a Spotify playlist and it has Razor Ramon's theme song, Shawn Michaels, The Ultimate Warrior, The Rockers, Brett the Hitman Heart, The Rock. Like, so I listen to it while I drive and I feel so cool. Like I was sitting outside of work for like 10 minutes in the parking lot at 8 a.m. because I didn't want to go in. So I watched Razor Ramon's WrestleMania 10 entrance with the ladder match with him and HBK. And it made me feel so cool. I had an awesome day at work because I felt like the bad guy, you know? I kept trying to talk like Razor Ramon all day. It was awesome. But we're really decorating the room. We're getting it set up. Um, I'm going to put up some pretty rad, hopefully, baseball memorabilia, get some autographed pieces on eBay. eBay is such a blast to pick up baseball memorabilia. I've got a ton, a ton of cards I had, you know, when I was a kid that I lost, um, just new cards that, like, I couldn't get when I was a kid that I bought. Ordered, like, a ton of old top sets, and I get it. I've had people tell me, like, you know those cards aren't worth anything, right? And I obviously know, like, any baseball card in the 80s really isn't worth anything. That's not what it's about for me. Like, I love looking at baseball cards while watching a baseball game. It just makes me feel good. It reminds me when I was a kid. It just, it like, I get to wrap my head around the game. There's nothing more satisfying than watching baseball and flipping over, over the back of a baseball card and just looking at baseball stats. Like, I love to look at baseball stats. Like, baseball reference is great, but there's nothing that beats looking at the back of a baseball card, and it may be embarrassing, but the next time you're out at, like, Target, go buy a pack of baseball cards, right? And I say embarrassing because the first time I went to go buy a pack of baseball cards, I hadn't bought a pack in probably, like, 25 years, I guess, since I was, like, a kid, and we'd ride our bike to the local card shop, and there are little kids over there, like, going through Pokemon cards, and I was like, I'm, I'm 6'2", like, 220. 
I look like a weirdo around a bunch of like four foot nothing kids who are going through Pokemon cards trying to like get Pokemon. And I told my wife, I said, you got to walk over there with me. I can't get a pack of cards myself. I was so lost. But I went over there and got a pack of cards and opened those bad boys up. Man, I was so excited. Look at some stats, man. You really, even new baseball cards today, they have war on the back, which is nuts. All the new Topps cards will tell you wins above replacement, which is pretty rad because you get a Corey Dickerson, you probably never Googled what his war is, but it's kind of fun to have that sort of card, you know, because the Pirates are playing pretty decent baseball, I'd say, but... Yeah, the baseball cards for sure. Like I said, I think my favorite's probably that Bo Jackson 86 tops. Like, I love the whole 86 top set. But I think that's kind of what the room's going to look like. We're going to try to get, like, some autographed balls. I know I was on, like, Fanatics. Like, Fanatics.com. They have a bunch of cool memorabilia with, like, new baseball, like, current baseball players. Not a lot of vintage stuff. Uh, I also thought about maybe, like, putting some hats or some pennants in here or something like that, which would be pretty cool. If you guys have any ideas... Um, send them to us, tag us on Facebook, tag us, I don't think you tag us on Facebook, but um, add us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever, uh, I don't know how to use social media, I promise, let us know, however you talk to us, if you have any ideas on how to decorate this room, I've uploaded a few pictures of it, I'll continue to upload more, but I think I need some good ideas, I thought about getting like a custom made big old die cut fathead with our logo on it, and putting it right above the desk, because we're starting to do a little bit of video, but who knows what I'll do, um, if you guys have any ideas on, you know, decorating this bad boy up, I pretty much just kind of been like scouring eBay, put out some tops cards that, I'll, that I have. I'll probably like put some of those on the shelves and stuff like that. But I need to get some stuff on the walls in here. That's kind of what I'm looking to possibly do. But on to non-office news. So I ordered 150 stickers from Sticker Mule of the Greatest Show on Dirt logo. And they are phenomenal. I've already put one on my laptop. I think I'm going to put like 10 on my car. I'm going to put one on my face. I'm going to put one everywhere, every place that needs a sticker. My work computer. I'm going to be, I'm going to put so many stickers. I'm going to be Ricky Bobby when he had to sponsor himself in Talladega Nights and put a fake Newton sticker on his windshield. I'm going to put a Greatest Show on Dirt sticker on my windshield. But if you go to our Facebook our Instagram and our Twitter, you can see the stickers and you can also find out how to get a sticker. So if you haven't seen those posts and you want a sticker, the sticker's three and a half inches wide by five inches tall. It's not too big. It's definitely not too small. And they're from Sticker Mule. So it's a damn good sticker. It's not cheap and it's not flimsy. But if you want a sticker, go to our Facebook page or go to our iTunes or go to our Google Play. Leave us a five-star review with a comment screenshot that comment and send it to us as a direct message along with your mailing address. And the first 50 people that do that, I will mail you a sticker. And then after the first 50 people get a sticker, I'll have some left over and we'll come up with another promotion to get some free stickers in people's hands. But the stickers are badass. You can kind of put them anywhere you want. I've had people already message me say they want to put them on their car. They want to put them on their computer. Kind of put those bad boys anywhere. They're pretty cool. Um, but we do have the stickers, so if you want to get one, like I said, um, leave us a review. iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, five-star review. Even if you don't like us, try to leave a five-star review and try to say some nice things. Then screenshot me the goods, and I'll mail you a sticker, and it won't cost you anything. I'll pay for the stamp. Postage is included, my friends. Um, <laughs> to get the show kicked off, 
I, I honestly, the first thing I want to talk about, the first thing I have on my list is when is the right time for teams to buy and sell? I think the teams that are the three teams that seem to be in the news right now are the Pittsburgh Pirates because they won 11 straight and they're playing pretty good ball. The Cincinnati Reds because like they're the Cincinnati Reds are they're playing above 500 baseball since Jim Riggleman took over that ship. And you know they're semi they're they're pretty productive right now. Cincinnati has a phenomenal offense. They're fourteen and a half games out of the division, right? They're not going to the postseason, right? So naturally they should probably sell. But then there's always like next season, like what do you do long term? So uh, the three teams, at least that I've looked at, are the uh, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, and oddly enough, people are talking about the Washington Nationals being sellers. And of course, we're going to talk about them first. They're six games back in their division, which is totally doable if you want to get past like the Braves and the Phillies. But those are also really good teams who are pitching a lot better than the Washington Nationals are right now. So six games back, like there have been rumors. And obviously, you know, Mike Rizzo, I don't think he's going to sell anything, but I'm pretty sure there's a quote out there that said, let's wait to see how this weekend goes because they've got a three-game set against the Miami Marlins. I'll tell you this, if that three-game set doesn't go good against the Marlins, I mean, it's, you know, it's not even August yet, but it's crazy right now that we're talking about the Washington Nationals selling. So should the Washington Nationals buy or sell? I mean, they need to keep, and the Nationals need to buy, and the Nationals need to buy as much as humanly possible, and if they've got a prospect that's not playing... They probably need to get rid of them and buy. My biggest concern with this team is all the guys that are free agents next year. Gio Gonzalez, I believe, is a free agent. Daniel Murphy. Ryan Zimmerman's just getting older and kind of just getting more frail. Adam Eaton, he's putting together a good ball this year. I already said Daniel Murphy will be a free agent. I believe I said that. Yeah, and his health is kind of like coming to question. Like, what's his back going to look like as it gets closer to the postseason with those sorts of things? Obviously, Bryce Harper is a free agent at the end of this year, but no matter. And then they've got three relievers that I think are in the last year's of their deal, but the the Nationals cannot sell and should not sell no matter what happens. Weird, weird stuff happens in baseball. And you've got the Braves and the Phillies that are really young teams, and you have a Washington Nationals team that could take off at any moment. They've got it in them, right? So Bryce Harper and Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon, who was like second in all of baseball in war last year, or like first in the National League or something stupid, plus Zimmerman, who was a 35 and 100 guy last year, Eaton Murphy. This team's got the tools there, but it's just weird that they're not doing it. They almost remind me of the Cubs of last year, but they're going to have to hurry up and start making some moves and get in the first place. But if you look at, um, go to ESPN and look at the standings, right? The Nationals have won three in a row. The Braves have lost three in a row. Then the Phillies have lost one in a row, right? You've got two teams above you if you're the Nationals. So all that's got to happen is you've got to break off about five or six in a row. And obviously the two young teams above you could lose five or six in a row. You'd be in pretty good shape, all right? Let me tell you this, though. Tell me what you think of this. So I was in the car, and I was thinking about Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez is not doing a good job managing this team. At the beginning of the year, he brought in camels as an emphasis or a sign to say, let's get over that hump. Here are camels in spring training. Listen, Dave Martinez is doing an awful job. I think personality-wise, 
I don't think he's being himself, and I think he's trying to be too much Joe Madden because he's been with Joe Madden for years. I remember when I read that article at the beginning of the year about him bringing camels in as a sign to get over that playoff hump. I'm thinking in my head, this doesn't seem like the team that you can really do that to. Like, I'm imagining Zimmerman and Daniel Murphy and Bryce Harper looking at camels in spring training, just like, what kind of crap is this? Why does he have camels here? They're crapping all over the field. This is stupid. He's... And I don't, I just, I do not think Dave Martinez is a good fit for this team. This sounds bonkers. But if I was Mike Rizzo, if I'm Mike Rizzo right now, I fire Dave Martinez right now. Ooh, that sounds awful, right? Mike Matheny just got fired last week, and the St. Louis Cardinals are only eight games back. There's literally a two game difference between where the Cardinals are at and where the Washington Nationals are at, right? In their seasons compared to the team that's in first place of them. Both divisions have the, the potential to be very volatile decisions. If I'm the Nationals, here's what I do. I fire Dave Martinez now, right this second. He's gone. And you know what I do? God, this sounds this sounds kind of stupid. No, it doesn't. This sounds phenomenal. Dave Martinez is fired. I bring Dusty Baker back in. I, this whole Washington Nationals team loved Dusty Baker. They're in a rut, and they can't get out of it. I would feel like Mike Rizzo firing Dave Martinez and bringing Dusty Baker back is like Michael Jordan coming back to basketball. It's like Tiger Woods coming back to golf. It is your hero coming back into the picture. It's the Terminator going to fight and kill the T-1000 and melt him into the lava when he's got half of his face ripped off and he comes at it like the machine and shoots him with a big shotgun and the T-1000 goes in like the hot lava. In the factory, you know the scene I'm talking about because we all think Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2 is dead and then he comes up like this little spinning thing because his whole bottom half of his body's crushed. His, his, his circuits are barely working and he blows a hole right through the T-1000. That, in short, is what Dave is, excuse me, is what Dusty Baker would be like if you brought him back in right now. Let Dusty Baker back with his boys. This sounds crazy. It is a thought that you'll never hear on any baseball network ever in your life because it's so far out there. But why not do something drastic? Tell me that. Why not do something drastic? It sounds crazy to fire the coach that you just had, you know, two-thirds way through the season and bring the guy back you just fired. It was heartbreaking to watch Dusty Baker go. Dusty Baker's got 60 years of baseball experience. He Dusty knows what to do in situations like this. But the dumbest decision was firing Dusty Baker and bringing in Dave Martinez when you've got so many guys on a walk here and that window is just shrinking. When that window shrink shrinking like that, why in the world would you fire Dusty Baker and bring in Dave Martinez and he's bringing camels into spring training? What in the hell is going on? He's he's the reason he's awful. He is an awful coach, and I get it. Oh, that's one of Joe Madden's boys. We got to bring in Joe Madden. Joe Madden's a great coach, but he's not the end-all, the be-all, and just because you were around him does not make you a good coach. Dave Martinez is out there trying to be Joe Madden. Dave Martinez does not have the backbone to run that team. Simply put, he just doesn't. He ain't got it. He ain't got it, and this team is flailing. They are, and the whole Bryce Harper thing, this, okay, so maybe six weeks ago, we had talked about Bryce Harper's leadership ability when the anonymous baseball executive said that Bryce Harper was a losing player. Down this home stretch, if I'm a GM, 
of any other team, this back half, this back third of the 2018 baseball season and the Washington Nationals, as it sits right now, 52-51 and six games out, what Bryce Harper does down this home stretch in the clutch is going to answer a lot of those questions. Nobody dared ever question Bryce Harper's leadership ability, his his superstardom, because Bryce Harper is a person, as a personality, as a face in baseball. Bryce Harper's the only superstar in Major League Baseball right now. Those are facts, right? We don't want to question him because he's our godsend. If you're a baseball fan, Bryce Harper is, is our LeBron James. And if you're a Nationals fan, you never want to deny that fact. It's hard for me to ever say anything bad about the Cubs on here, but I'm trying to have a podcast that's well-rounded. Sometimes I get on here and say bad things about the Chicago Cubs. It happens. I do my best, and it's really hard to do. Nobody wants to question Bryce Harper. But when that anonymous executive said that Bryce Harper was not a leader, that he was a losing player, he wasn't a winner, down this home stretch, that's going to tell us what Bryce, right now, is going to tell us what Bryce Harper is. If Bryce Harper has got mechanic issues because he's trying to overplay, he's trying to overswing, he's trying to do too much because it's a walk year, he'll be a free agent next year. And when you're a 25-year-old kid that's got half a billion dollars on your mind because those are the rumors that have been out there, like, I get it. That's fine. But the type of player that will let free agency cloud his mind and have it affect his performance on the field is the same type of player that's going to be in a big playoff situation and his mind is still going to overtake everything and he's going to essentially try to grasp his thoughts he's going to grasp his mind with his mind and he's not going to be able to concentrate that's some zen stuff i read a lot of zen books but i'll tell you this when there are outside factors like being in a big playoff game or coming into free agency and maybe getting three or four hundred million dollars if those sort of if if this baseball free agency is affecting his play Heavy, clutch, postseason, high-leverage moments will do the same. And Bryce Harper bats about 230 in the postseason anyway, so that's kind of doing the same anyway. So I've got sketchy postseason numbers that tell me, ooh, okay, so Bryce Harper hasn't been the greatest postseason player who bats. It's like he bats 211 or 233. It's one or the other. You know, it, they're diminished, his postseason numbers are. So I'm putting all the pieces together, and I'm saying, well, in the postseason, some of it's been kind of questionable, and he's playing in his free agent year, and if he performs really well, reports have said that he get $400, $500 million on a contract, and he's not performing well, and it could be because he's trying to do too much, which is why I look at this home stretch of this 2018 season and say, listen, Bryce, it's, it's time to cut the crap and whatever you got on your mind and whatever else you're thinking about, listen, get that bullshit out of here. We don't need any of it. We need you to do your job. And right now, Bryce Harper is not doing his job. And if I'm Mike Rizzo or any other GM that's going to look to sign this kid past 2018 when he becomes a free agent, how he performs in the next two months tells me a lot about what I'm going to get in the future if I'm going to sign him for 10, 11, 12, 13 years at 
four to five hundred million dollars. Because right now, this is the time when Bryce Harper should be performing his best. He's under pressure. And great athletes perform great under pressure. And Bryce is not doing it. Unless something comes out that says he's injured, then, I mean, I, I just don't know. But in his past 80 games, he's batting 198 with a 327 on base, right? The 327 is decent. You can't bat 198 ever for any extended stretch if you're going to be a $400 million guy because you're going to hamstring an organization and you're not going to be a winner. It's just not going to happen. Bryce has got to cut the crap and play baseball. He's got to do his job. I love Bryce Harper as a baseball player. The home run derby, it was the best home run derby I've ever watched. The violence in his swing, the drive, I have no doubt in my mind he wants to win. He's going to have to get his crap together. If I had a team and was going to sign him for a huge amount of money, because we know baseball players, they perform differently in the postseason. When the stakes are high, we're human. Stuff gets to us. I get uncontrollable anxiety when I go to Ikea. Have you ever been there? The babies scream everywhere. Why would you ever bring a baby to Ikea? I sweat. My armpits are soaked. Ikea gives me anxiety, right? I swear. I started an improv class, which I love, last Sunday. That gave me anxiety, and I felt like I couldn't be myself, right? If I'm playing for a $400 million contract in the first World Series my team's had— I know the Senators won a World Series, but I'm talking about the Washington Nationals and Montreal Expos have never won a World Series. If I'm fighting for that, I would cripple. I would. Probably. If you've listened to this podcast, you know when the pressure's on, I crumble under it. It's like a cold (laughs) Pop-Tart. But Bryce has to do it. If he's going to be a great athlete and wants to be the best in the sport, this is his time to do it. And if he doesn't do it, I question him. I question the offseason. I question his free agency and what I sign him to, how long I sign him for, and how much I pay him. So the Washington Nationals should not sell at all because this team needs to get off their asses and start playing ball. If they don't make the postseason, this will go as one of the biggest disappointments that I could think of in the last 25 years as far as a regular season team goes. A lot of people, including myself, were picking this team to go to the World Series out of the National League. They're loaded, loaded. Their underperformance this year is way worse than the Cubs did last year. This underperformance is embarrassing right now. It hurts to watch. It does. Guys are back now, and they've had injuries I, th- I think this team's going to win the division. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. And who's that fall on? I hate to say it. Mike Rizzo's the one that fired Dusty and hired Dave. That's a problem. That is, oh, has, has, is looking, as it sits right now, to be a horrible decision horrible decision fire Dave Martinez right now and call Dusty Baker at home and say Dusty 
we need to win a World Series and let him come back, what would that do to the baseball world? What would that do to the clubhouse? They all get their guy back. Yeah, maybe it's embarrassing to Mike Rizzo or Dave Martinez. Do it. This team needs something drastic, something so drastic to the point that it's never been seen. I'm talking about turning into gremlins past midnight. Crazy. Something's got to happen. Greatest show on dirt. Please do something. That's who you're listening to. We are, we'll take a break right now. We, um, we'll pay some bills and we're going to come back on a next topic. All right, guys, sit tight and uh, that's what's up.